It's time for our second episode live at Die Laughing 2019. Just a little tidbit of, of information. We first came to this show four years ago when we had a total of five episodes recorded, and they still let us do a, a fun live show. It was at four in the morning, though, so that was fun. But we're, we're very glad we're back again. We've done one every year since, and uh, we, we love you guys. We're, we're excited. So uh, without further ado, we have three Hollywood experts here who are going to help us craft a movie for us very fast using a random suggestion from the internet. We have this marvelous printout from our movie machine, which can give us some uh, information for them to work with. But first, let me introduce our experts. We have our writer, Matt Kesson, who we found in the bushes outside of Guillermo del Toro's house. I get mail there. It's true. <laughs> we have our director, Kyle Decker, who is the curator of James Franco's art gallery. And we have our producer, Ben Lifson, who is the self-proclaimed archivist of the Nickelodeon channel's archives. James Franco's art collection is just a bunch of artistically rolled blunts. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. So the theme of your story is a dark caper. The main characters are a happy martial artist mm -hmm. and a courageous psychologist. The major event of the story is political conflict. Do you need that again? No, no, I don't think so. Um, because I'm not going to pay attention to very much of it. So, my pitch is Gamera, Guardian of the Multiverse. <laughs> and uh, and a, a, new, a new Gamera arises, and he's like, what was the first thing? I do need that again. Uh, he's a dark caper. Uh, yeah, the right. characters are a happy martial artist, right, right. courageous so, psychologist. Right. A, a new young Gamera appears in, 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 in Japan. He is, as Gamera frequently is, very, very cheerful. And, uh, and unlike previous iterations of Gamera, which were, of course, all about brute strength, this one, this one is more, more about finesse and the, and, and the martial arts. He has a sidekick who is a, an attractive young psychologist. And, and this is his origin story, where, where, where he first is mutated by, by radiation and, uh, and learns the martial arts and is a turtle. We've seen this before, but now it's Gamera, so it's all completely different. Um, but in his troubles with his, his origin and with his, with his initial coming into the responsibilities of the Gamera name, Gamera's from other universes. The Gamera from the 1960s films appears in, in, in our Gamera's universe. The Gamera, the Gamera from the 1990s reboot, where everything is very dark and gritty and terrifying, appears. And the Gamera from Gamera the Brave after that, which was again for uh, was again children's, children's films, all appear. And then, of course, Gamera Ham. So, uh, so they all team up and and fight Gaius, which is the Gamera villain, and uh, and it's and it's and it's and it's a very fun sort of upbeat movie because because most of them are Gameras and Gamera is a friend to all children. There's the '90s Gamera who murders people indiscriminately, and so there's some um, there's some there's some wacky hijinks to do with that. But uh, but other than that, other than that, I think we're yeah. Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's what I got. Do you have a title for this film? Yeah, Gamera Guardian of the Multiverse. That's right. Okay, so Kyle, you've got a script for Gamera Guardian of the Multiverse. It arrives via a giant beam from the sky, depositing it next to your window. 
Uh, what, what do you think? You learn things outside of Guillermo del Toro's window. I, I think this is great. I mean, the world is ready for more modern kaiju movies. I mean, Kong Skull Island was a hit. That uh, Godzilla movie that came out that Gareth Edwards did was borderline watchable. And we're getting the other one, the trailer that had Rodan in it. So, like... Why not? Let's make a Gamera, all of the Gamera's multiverse thing. I do. I, I, I'm going to do what Sony did, though, and make make this bad boy animated because we can have some real fun, do some cool action scenes and not worry about the budget as much. But one of the exciting things we're going to do, especially with the older original Gamera's, we're actually going to build the full city sets and everything and get the actor in the rubber suit and do the fighting, but then we're going to rotoscope it all. <laughs> so all the scenes with that, because each one's going to have their own unique animated style. So the classic ones are going to be rotoscoped old 1950s stuff, maybe even black and white. We'll do some black and white animation. There'll be hints of color when they get upgraded, but it'll be very, you know, like the, the old school film coloration style with a more limited palette and everything. Uh, one of the Gamera's will be very anime style with the action lines and everything, and, 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 and maybe one one of them will have a cool laser sword or something that they can like form by putting different pieces of a mechanical robot together to fight and everything. I like that. So like style wise, we're going to animate it and everything. And we're just going to get, they're going to mostly scream, but some of them will talk and we need to get some good voice actors for this. So, uh, uh, we're going to get Mark Hamill to be the voice of our villain. Um, because he does evil really well, and he'll be great. And because it's a big monster movie and it's Hollywood, we got to put Sam Jackson in this bad boy. <laughs> if we get PG-13, I want him to drop his one signature motherfucker in the middle of it, maybe when he's smashing the bad guy. And that'll be our one use of the F word. It'll be with a mother, Sam Jackson. Uh, we can't have all dudes in the movie, though. So uh, I'm going to have Tina Fey do the voice for all the lady characters. And that's literally, we're just going to pay three voice actors to do all the voices of all the characters in the movie. We're going to spend the rest of the money to hire the entire animation team from into the spider verse and give them all a 15% pay increase. So they even work their asses off harder to make one of the coolest looking movies ever. And then, uh, we're going to get all the best hip hop, modern hip hop artists to do the soundtrack. So we just have a slap and soundtrack and that's what I got. All right. So our producer, Ben, you've got a, in no way derivative, uh, Gamera uh, that is a, a reboot with original idea the Gamera uh, universes together what do you think and what kind of budget are you thinking for these guys okay so working at Nickelodeon for so long and looking through all of their 90s films I think we really need to bring that style back as well so first off you know what for, I want to say Gamera's friend to all children not PG-13 we gotta go PG so we need to do the PG equivalent of that bad word, which I can't say because I'm on contract. Also, Nickelodeon, if we're doing this, we need to have a scene where they make a big mess. You know, lots of splats and splatters and, oh no, they I dropped this bucket of goo because it's giant monsters. They have goo, right? Uh, no, I have goo in the script. Yeah, yeah we're good. Uh, yeah. Pies, can you have a kaiju pie fight? Like there could be the world's largest pie Not contest. yes, but hell yes. So uh, we need to have that in the film, Pie Fight. Rotoscoping is extremely creepy. So I assume you just meant that as a metaphor, though. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's. Oh, yeah. Another thing we need to get from all these old Nick movies is we need them to get really punchable guest stars. Okay? Just like, you know, guest stars who are just like, hey, I'm this person. So if you can do some scenes of that, that'd be great. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, 50 mil because, you know, <laughs> you don't have to pay animators much. 
Uh, and, you know, I'm really excited to working with the team that brought Spider-Verse and Emoji Movie. So I think that we will find just the perfect blend of that. Also, <laughs> also, can you get uh, Shaq in this film? I, there's literally, a, yeah, we'll throw Shaq in. I think there's literally Emoji to describe the style you, you said. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But yeah, I want this to be a fun PG film. Yeah, Gamera is... You know what? Call it Gamera is friend to all children, okay? Because, and, you know, children can be an acronym for multiverse. I don't know. Uh, that's your writer. If you can think of a children acronym, uh, that'd be great. But yeah, you know, just have a fun, silly time. All right. So we're going to throw it back to our writer, Matt. You have some detailed changes from your studio here. And get Shaq in there. You've got some budget. You've got some new roles to write. What do you think? I love them. I, I was going to put a giant pie fight in it, but I thought the studio wouldn't go for it. So this is this is just a dream come true for me. I've got a team of experts working on the clock and coming up with an acronym for children, meaning multiverse. So far, we have that the first word is cross, cross something. Um, but we'll get we'll we'll get back to that. No, this is this is this is delightful. I'm not entirely thrilled about the uh, about the name change. I think Guardian of the uh, Guardian of, the, of the multiverse was uh, what I was aiming for as far as the the feel of the thing, but uh, no, I uh, this this sounds perfect. I couldn't be and Shaq Shaq working on something that I wrote. The, the world truly so wonderful. All right, so Kyle, you've got a new script. You got some new changes. Sure. What do you think? Yeah, this is great. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, the studio enabled my creative vision, and I'm just gonna mail this one in. As a they, they want punchable faces, and and they want to get rid of rotoscoping, which is one of the most beautiful things in animation ever. Um, I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep at my altar to Ralph Boschke each night. It's I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> one thing we're going to do, though, is we're going to actually have all these punchable celebrity faces in it, and we're going to have Shaq, because I want Shaq's giant, meaty hands to, to actually punch these people, but Shaq will be wearing the Gamera suit while he punches them, and we'll do close-ups of all their faces and like do the multiple, you know, Rocky shot where we, you know, we cut multiple times with them going <laughs> with their cheeks flying to the left. And, and I've lined up a whole list of punchable celebrities that we'll have as characters that they fight. And it's going to we're gonna have Shia LaBeouf and Chris Pratt because he killed all the Avengers and he's a weird right wing Christian. So, yeah, Jeremy Piven, Mark Wahlberg, Pete Davidson. I think you're noticing a trend on the these dudes. The just, demographic. Yes. The demographic. And, and yeah, we're just going to line them up and, and do that. Maybe we'll have both Wilson brothers <laughs> do that as well and just punch them and then we can get... Just to clarify, what are these punchable celebrities' roles in the movie? Uh, so one of the stories, while the, the, the Gamera Guardians are, are forming their team and all, they have to do it in a, uh, a monster fighting ring and a, a great overlord of the galaxy has assembled all the Gameras and all the punchable celebrities and given the punchable celebrities some kind of gamma radiation to make them 12 stories tall and strong and they have to fight in a Gamma radiation monster. makes you like 8 feet tall and green man come on oh, okay act, so act like you got the, some the, sense okay the radiation from from <laughs> from the united states experimenting near japan in the 1950s uh 
because it's a metaphor for pollution or something. And they're going to fight in a big wrestling ring. So it's going to be basically like luchador wrestling, but with giant Gamera monsters against giant punchable celebrities. And we're just going to have Gamera beat the crap out of all these people. And that's going to be most of the movie. Can we get Jeff Goldblum playing space Jeff Goldblum as the guy who overlooks oversees the whole thing? Uh, if we can get permission, if we can just literally have him reprise his role this, this as the space grand, Jeff Goldblum? As the yeah, Grandmaster be. again. And it's maybe it's just the arena on Shakar. We, we can just do that and we just do a Shakar movie where it's Gamera fighting punchable celebrities. I am so happy I mean, right well, now. I mean, well, Gamora is already in the universe, but... Um, yeah. oh. G- Gamora, I'm... Wow. Okay, so producer, yeah. uh, you've got some interesting ideas from your your writing and directing team uh-huh. here. What do you think is that working for you, and what we need what needs to happen before this yeah. goes out the door? So you know, I got some great ideas for Gamora. Our Gamora is friends to all cross horizon interdimensional laser disruptor event nexus. <laughs> um, you got our letter. Oh, good. Yeah. So I, I think that'll uh, be good. Um, I just really want to. Well, first off. I didn't adjust your budget for voice acting, so you still only have three voice actors to voice all of the celebrities. <laughs> Tina Fey is Shaq. Right. So um, I just love the idea of Mark Hamill doing all the voices of punchable male celebrities. Yeah, you'd be you'd be amazed how much less you have to pay people if you don't use their voices. Like they're still there, but you don't have to pay them as much. Because I have an idea how to save even more money. We just buy rights to their likenesses, and then hire Andy Circus to mocap all the <laughs> fights, and we just paint all of these punchable people's faces onto Andy Circus's mocap suit. Mm. Well, we're having. Well, we are having people in suits. Just, just Andy Circus. That's it. Uh, well, well, we already got them. We don't even need a costume budget because everything's digitally painted. We, we already got them. So. Oh, okay. But but thank you. Uh, That's for an your, idea. I'm just trying um, to save you money. Now, I so I need to spend enough to write this off. So uh, just one little thing that I forgot to get from my Nickelodeon experience is we want this to have a timeless feel. And, you know, so this could be of any time. And so let's put in lots of dated references because the past was a time. And so it's timeless, right? You know, let's put it. <laughs> So let's. I think I'm dumber from having heard that quote. So you know, um, <laughs> let's put in some MySpace jokes. Who let the dogs out needs to be in there. That was in every Nickelodeon movie, and Wild Thornberries. <laughs> I love Wild Thornberries. I know they had two movies, so apparently they must have been Nickelodeon's most successful franchise. Um, uh, excuse me, Rugrats had three movies. So. Yeah, but. Wild Thornberries was in one of the Rugrats movies. That is true. It was their crossover because they were stranded on a desert island. And so, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, Gamora, Gamora and Gamora's friends to cross horizon interdimensional laser disruptor event nexus is good to go. All right, so I'm going to plug this into the movie machine and uh, pull the lever, which sounds like, I don't know, GAC or some other Nickelodeon bullshit. Um, so this movie does okay. Plays really well with like kids. That's the best for a Nickelodeon film. That's yeah. what we were going for. <laughs> it's it a high bar for Nickelodeon. <laughs> it plays really well for kids and like the, the parents of kids are kind of just like, ah, whatever, it's better than the Emoji Movie. Um, <laughs> that, is also, the emoji movie. that is also the goal yeah. for uh, a Nickelodeon it is, film. It is significantly worse than Spider-Verse. Um. Uh, and 
the the various different gamma properties that you've you've put in it uh the the owners of those properties are not super thrilled with the way that their material has been treated but there are some good moments the voice actors really got to have a lot of fun with it and get weird and they they all you know say positive things on on talk shows so the people go and see the movie regardless even if it's not spectacular you guys do okay you about break even but you're kind of floating in the middle there this isn't really considered a profitable movie it's just considered a movie that did okay the the end of all things and after you know five or six years most people just kind of forget so about we it. don't get an extended universe or sequels no damn it uh but that said the movie machine is magic we can take a look back and change one last thing before the prediction goes through or you know you can call it art and defend that decision too and the movie machine will just interpret that as well so you have a couple more minutes each here and we'll begin with our writer Okay, I just need to back up to something that was said earlier, which was that the goal was to make it better than the Emoji Movie. Um, It is my understanding that the goal of a sucking chest wound is to be better than the Emoji Movie. I mean, that's, that's, the, it's just, the bar seems a little low, that's all. But as far as changes, I mean, I, I, uh, this is, this is, I, I don't know, I'm just so excited that, that, that my vision or something vaguely resembling it or not at all resembling it, but named after it is, uh, is up there on the glittering big screen and uh, I wouldn't change a thing. I am extraordinarily happy. I'm sad that Gamera isn't in it anymore. Um, is Gamera still in it? I couldn't tell. The animation was... Not what I was hoping for, but uh, so and that's a little disappointing as well. And the lack of Gamera, and the psychologist character—I like the psychiatrist character—and Tina Fey. I wish I could have worked with Tina Fey. All the gratuitous references to Donald Trump. I guess I didn't like those either. But otherwise, I'm super happy. All right, so director, uh, anything you would change or anything you want to uh, adjust here? Yeah, I'm sorry I let all those references to Donald Trump in the movie <laughs> just kind of like brought a pallor down to, on everything. I want to just remove that entirely. It's a kid's movie. Politics don't belong in kids' movies. It's just a movie where we just beat up a bunch of entitled-looking white guys. I don't. There's no politics involved in that at all. <laughs> um, I do and, support the inclusion of Louis C.K., though. Oh, we forgot to add him. Yeah. Like, we got an extended slow motion shot of him just repeatedly <laughs> getting punched in the stomach. I really want to fight hard for Gamera. And I, your Gamera, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce it this morning. We're calling uh, it Gamera to avoid Gamera. copyright now. Uh, well, let's work with the deal. It's get him with like the hammer. Uh, here's like how hammer. we are going to secure the rights, and we're going to be down. You, you know, the, the owners of these properties, you know, they make their big bucks through the merchandising. So we're gonna, I'm going to have our sweet-ass Spider-Verse animators help us design the most badass kaiju action figures ever out of our giant turtle, fire-breathing turtle friend who flies by shooting energy out of his turtle holes in the rear. Or spinning. Or spinning. Yes. One of the action figures will be the deluxe version where it basically can do that. It's basically a drone toy where, where everything retracts and it flies around with glowing LEDs and it spins and you can control it with your smartphone with a downloaded app. And that's all like $300. That's the one that all the, the tech nerds will buy to like fly around their tech offices and everything. But then the rest of the action figures will be articulated. And then all the entitled white dudes will make action like the rubberized WWF action figures from the 80s and then kids can just like reenact them getting beat up by our by our giant turtle kaiju action figures and we're gonna make so much money and I'm pretty sure the rights holders will be down for that because of the amount of money they'll make from selling toy rights 
All right. So, producer, you've got some changes here. Yeah. What do you think? Last well, chance before it goes into I the I mean, movie Toy Rights is the name of the game here. So, yeah, that's good. You know, we really targeted this demographic here and, you know, got it here in the States. Now, for people who know who ga- or ga- that guy is, um, yeah, I understand we're disappointed. So we're going to make a slightly different version in Japan. We're going to recut it there. That's going to be the R-rated version. So that one is going to have the Sam Jackson swearing, but in Japanese. Like, you know, and we'll get like three. I'm, I'm pretty sure the F word's pretty universal exactly. at this point. Though. So, um, and we'll get like three, you know, big Japanese voice actors to voice everybody. We're sticking with three. All countries can only have three voice actors in this film. That's in the contract. Um, so we're not having the Sam Jackson F-bomb because we're having Japanese actors? I'm confused. I mean, we'll get whatever the Japanese equivalent of Samuel L. Jackson is. I don't know who that is. There but is no equivalent to Samuel L. Jackson. Well, you he know what? stands you know alone. What? We'll, we'll teach him then. We'll give him some classes. I'm sh- he, he can do it. He, Next thing you know, what, we're going to have a white guy So anyway, um, so now... I would go for Sonny Chiba if I was looking sure. for Sure. I was going to say Beat Takashi myself, but anyway. Sure. I don't know who that is, but I'm agreeing with that. Okay. So, and finally... Uh, you know, we're going to make it like R-rated in Japan and other countries. And, you know, you know, we can do that because all the slime and gook that we did was green. So we can just green screen that to be red. And then it's R-rated because now they're spilling blood over everyone. And them laughing over, oh, this is such a mess, is now really creepy because they're laughing about blood. And, you know, so it's psychological now, too. Um, and, yeah, those are my changes. Uh, keep everything here in the States exactly the same, but, you know, just try to trick people in other countries into thinking it's a completely different movie. And uh, hopefully that'll work. All right, so I'm going to plug everything back into the movie machine here uh, and pull the lever once again. Uh, So a few things stay the same. The movie overall does about the same, performs a little bit better overseas. uh, But the really big change is what happens with the toys. You spend a lot of time trying to look for, like, somebody to pick this up, but the the Japanese studios you've gotten the licensing rights from uh, really put the kibosh on a lot of that. However, you do find somebody who owns a toy line and has a soft spot for monsters and goop. And that man is Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. Yay! I think that, didn't he legally change his name now? It, like he, it's, His legal name is not Todd McFarlane. It's Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn. <laughs> is his legal name now? That's correct, yes. <laughs> so the, the action figures that come out of Todd McFarlane's studio are fucking incredible. Uh, they're like the the best toys around. Incredible articulation, really great sculpts, and they become a collector's item basically instantaneously overnight. So the the various different figures of the versions of Gamera and like uh, the extra goop packs that you can buy to go with them uh, sell very very well. Um, and who knew that you know Nickelodeon would ever team up with Todd McFarlane? But when they did. It's the goopiest, weirdest, most delightful monsters ever. And I'm going to make a Nickelodeon Spawn movie. Well, okay. Uh, I guess we'll have to save that for another episode, folks, because it looks like we're just about out of time. Wait, should we all switch seats for no reason one last time? Yeah, sure, let's do it. Change places! (laughs) All right, (laughs) Sit down. We're just... Hey, it's it's a podcast. We totally just changed spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, really right, like uh, future Jacob, when you edit this, maybe add some yakety sex. <laughs> and uh, just just enough to avoid copyright infringement. Yes, I th- that might be public domain by now. Yakety sex. How much is too much? So as always, we're going to end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our current patron saint, Jaden Smith. Can we skip to the cuddling? <laughs> Thanks for coming. Wait, I, that totally lives for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>